0: Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people and lead in life. Enjoy the message. Come on, who's ready to have some fun in church today? Come on, I know I am. Well, uh, I'll introduce myself. Uh, My name is Clyde Stackhouse. I'm one of the pastors here at My City Church. And uh, today I have the honor and the privilege to be able to uh, share from God's word, to be able to uh, encourage you today. Uh, To be honest, I'm probably gonna challenge some of you today. Uh, But uh, it's been fun because right now we're in the middle of this ghosted series, and it's really a series on relationships. And uh, man, Pastor Eli preached a brilliant word week one where we dove into really this idea that you can't change anybody else but you. Um, I, I, I don't know about you, but some of the relationships I have where I'm like, I wish I could just change the other person and uh, people pointing at their spouses and you're like, ah, oh, no. But no, the reality is the only person we can't change is ourselves. And uh, week two, uh, Pastor Eli preached and he, uh, he talked about how it's what's on the inside that matters, um, that it's what's inside of our hearts, the way that we direct it, the way that we set our heart towards the things of God. And uh, today I'm really excited because I felt like God challenged me. He said, Clyde, I, I wanna give you a word that goes from what has happened in the heart that it would extend to our hands. But I don't know about you, but uh, I, I'm looking for some practical examples and practical ways of how to live and build healthy, godly relationships. Because relationships are hard. Relationships are difficult. Relationships are fun. And uh, I found that no matter what, uh, we have relationships in this life. But what I found is that our relationships have to have a foundation. Every relationship is gonna be built on something. And so before we dive into all of these blocks that I have up here for all you ADD people like me, you're like, what are those blocks for? I don't even know what you just said, but what are those blocks for? We'll get there, don't worry. But before we start building some blocks here, I think it's so important we lay some foundation that we're gonna lay, like, could be able to build from. And this is a whole nother message on a whole nother day, but I think it's so important that we understand what healthy, godly relationships are built on. And it's this single word called love. It's called love. I wanna read a couple opening passages that I think help frame that so perfectly for us. And it's John chapter 15, verse 12 through 13. And it says this, it says, this is my commandment, uh, this is Jesus talking, by the way. Uh, you know this because it's read in your Bible. Uh, that's, that's how you always know it's Jesus is talking. So I pay atten- extra pen- attention to those ones. But he says this, he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down their life for a friend. I wanna read one more scripture out of 1 John chapter 4, verse seven. And it says this, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. and it's powerful. But everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Today, I wanna talk to you from this topic or this thought, the building blocks of relationships, the building blocks of relationships. Let's pray today. Lord, we, just, we come before you right now, God, and we just invite you into this room, God, into this conversation. Lord, I pray that God, as I, I share from your word, Lord, that it wouldn't be my words that echo in people's ears and their minds, God, but it'd be your word. God, right now, we invite you into our relationships. God, from our marriages, God, to friendships, God, to the person we're dating, the person we wish we were dating. God, that we just invite you in saying, God, have your way. God, we don't wanna do relationships our way. We wanna do them your way, God. Lord, we love you. God we thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. and all God's people said. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen. Come on. How many of you ready to dive in today? Come on, I know I am. All right, so the blocks, right? The blocks. All right, so we're going to get into the blocks. But before we do, I have a couple of questions I got to ask. Uh, we're going to get there, calm down. Uh, But my first question, I gotta gotta get a feel for the room. I gotta see what we're working with here. So we're talking about relationships, and I need to know how many married people do I have in the room today? Married people, okay, far less than first service. Okay, married people, let's go. All right, how many people are in a relationship? You're dating, or uh, you can also, like, if it's complicated, you're, like, kind of dating, all right, or engaged, yep, I love that. Okay, sweet. And then how many single people do I have in the room? Raise it in the air, come on, if you're single and ready to mingle, go ahead and look around, Just start remembering what they look like, and you're going to go, I-, "I need to meet that person before when church ends. You just, "Hey, uh, I, hey, I've never met before. Uh, you, could you go here too? Just brilliant way, brilliant way. but Man, what I found is that no matter where we're at in this life, whether we're married, whether we're engaged, dating, friends, frenemies, no matter what, we all have relationships, right? We all have relationships. And uh, like I said earlier, relationships are hard. Uh, How many of you know, raise your hand and go, relationships are hard. Okay, if your hand's not up, it's because you're the one that makes the relationship hard, okay? I learned that from my wife. I, I told her that. I was like, man, she's like, what are you preaching on, babe? I was like, oh, relationships. I was like, they're so fun. She's like, yeah, but they're difficult too. I was like, well, not really. I mean, just, it's great. She's like, have you been friends with you? I was like. So this sermon's for me. Uh, I hope it encourages you in the process of it. But what I found is that we all have relationships, and relationships are hard. Relationships are difficult. And what I found is that as I started digging in to, to this message and into God's word, I found that there's really three major building blocks that help us build healthy, godly relationships in our lives. And what I found is so often, th- these principles aren't just principles that are used in, in church, but these are literally the framework of relationships. It's the fr- the framework of every friendship that we have. But what I found is as I started digging into it that I find that more often than not, what people like to do is they, they go, oh, I, I know I need to have relationships in my life or I, I know I wanna get married someday. And so they just start building. They just start building. They just start grabbing the building blocks of a relationship they go, well, th- this boy's cute, so he must be the one. And uh, you know, he blinked twice, which means he wants two kids. <laughs> and so we're meant to be. Oh. And that felt faster than I had wanted it to. I had like four more examples, I could get up to here. But how often do we go to build relationships and we realize we're building them the wrong way? We, feel, we try to build and we try to put things together and we're like, oh, I did Coffee. Or like there's this person that, I, like, that I'm friends with, but like, I feel like every time we hang out, it just feels empty, or it's annoying, or they're just frustrating, or like they're not my friend. That's why I use the word frenemy, because some of you just don't know how to break it off sometimes. But we all have these relationships. And so today, really what I hope to do is to be able to dive in to some of these three major building blocks I think God has given us to be able to build relationships, but not just build them, but to build them God's way, to build them in a way that is gonna last to build them in a way that's actually healthy for our lives, build them in a way that God actually designed. And so I think the first piece that we have to understand and the first building block that God has given us is this word called communication. Communication, how, how many you know every relationship starts with communication? Every relationship. Like, or have you, if you've started a relationship without communicating, let me know. Um, I, I think that's really interesting, but uh, there's, there's some single guys in here. I want to I help you. You want to have a relationship, but you got to start here. It's, it starts with this beautiful, beautiful thing. You go, Hi. My name's Jeff. What's your name? Would you like to get coffee? I'd, I'd love to get to know you. It's a brilliant way to, to start a friendship. Not a brilliant way. It's 11.30 at night. She's playing Halo with the boys. And uh, I remembered that cute girl. So I'm gonna DM her on Instagram. Probably not the best way to start the communication journey because I don't know about you, but text messages past you know, 11.30 and midnight just generally don't go well. But every relationship starts with communication. Every relationship, and what I found is, the question is, how are we gonna communicate? Because there's so many different ways, right? Um, we communicate with our words. Some of us use sign language um, when we're driving. Uh, <laughs> we all are communicating when it comes to relationships. But what I think is so powerful is that God gives us really great handles on what communication should look like in healthy relationships. In Ephesians 4, 29, he says this, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building of others up according to their needs. I wanna stop before I finish that. It's according to their needs. Not your needs, but according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And I think that this is such, a, such an interesting illustration and example where when we look at the relationships that we have and when we start to communicate, does it feel like we're building up others? That when I go get coffee with a friend, do they feel like they've been built up or do they feel like a balloon that's had the air let out of them? That, that when they go to hang out with you, do you feel like a wet blanket or do you feel like a breath of fresh air? And a lot of that starts... A lot of that starts in our language. That I'm going to, I'm gonna go go spend some time with somebody and I'm gonna be intentional. I'm gonna, I'm literally going into that conversation going, me and Tyler, go get coffee. And I'm going, I wanna encourage this guy today. I don't know what he's walking through yet, but I know that I want him to know that he's not alone. I want him to know that he's loved. I want him to know that he's encouraged. I want him to know that, that, hey, it's for the building up of him. And you know what's beautiful? This is for free, by the way, um, because it's not my notes. But the Bible says that he who refreshes others shall be refreshed. There might just be some relationships in here that feel dry and crusty that just need a little encouragement, just a little refreshment. And you might just find that as you refresh others, yourself might be refreshed. And so what does this mean for us when we we think about these building blocks of communication? Well, what I found is that Really, if we wanna do it God's way, love is our language. Yeah. Love, love has to be our language. Yeah. That, that when we're engaging with our spouses and we're, we're wanting to talk to them, are we talking to them? Yeah. Man, I've sat with couples on my couch, and it goes, hey, like, what do what your guys' conversations look like? I go like, well, we talk about putting the kids to bed, and we're both so tired that by the end of that, like, we just go to bed. I go like, No, but like is love, love has to be our language that we sow into it, that we wanna build into it, that we wanna uplift. But I think what's so powerful too is that communication has kind of two things about it. Proverbs puts it in a really interesting light. In Proverbs 18, he says, death in life are in the power of the tongue and those who love of it will eat of its fruit. Like, I don't know about you, but that's a little intimidating. Like, and I think what's so powerful is that It's actually really true. Then when we start thinking about our relationships, that the words that we say either have the power of life or they have the power of death. And if I'm being really honest, like I'm an optimist, I am like always like, oh, God's on the move. I live the best life ever. I have the greatest friends. My two year old, even though he doesn't sleep, he's the best. Like no matter what, like I'm always so optimistic. But if I'm being really honest, my language can be sharp as a knife. There's husbands in this room. I wanna I want encourage you and challenge you because this is what God said. He said, Clyde, when you're talking to Rachel, do your words feel like life or do they feel like death? Do, do you come home from work and you just start sparring at her and going like, hey, well, the dishes aren't done. And like, you know, honestly, there's all this happening. And like, you spent so much at the mall the other day. And what I'm finding is I'm actually tearing down the very thing that God wanted me to build up. That we find ourselves having death in our tongue. That we find ourselves just pointing to what's negative, what falls short. But if I ask myself this question in my relationship, does my language create life or death? It causes me to stop. It causes me to slow down. It causes me to look at my spouse and go, no, 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 no. I want to encourage you. I might not feel it, but I'm going, like, I need to shape my language. I need to shape my words. Because this is a building block that God has given us, communication. And will we use it for life or for death? Will we put the bricks on it together to be able to build the very thing that God wanted us to design? But what I found is that communication is just one aspect of relationships. Like, it's, it's honestly just the starting point of relationships because if I start communicating well, I've always found that great communication leads to great connection. Because as I start to connect, as I start to communicate, we start to learn things about each other. We start to know more about each other. We start to find our likes and our dislikes. We start to figure out if we're heading the same direction. And this is, this is one thing that I know is true, is that no matter who you are, we all crave connection. We, we crave connection. We, we crave physical connection. You ever have those days where you're like, I just need a hug? Like, you like, I don't know what happened. Like, I woke up on the other side of, I just need a hug from somebody. So it's, it's emotional connection where you're just literally like, I just need somebody to understand me, and to feel what I feel. There's spiritual connection. I just need to know I'm not alone. I've been praying for the same things where I've been, this has been happening in my life that I've been sharing Intellectual connection, we, we crave connection. And, and one thing I found is really interesting is because we crave connection, sometimes what it produces when we don't get the right connections, we actually start thinking that we don't need this in our life. That we get this idea that like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm good, you know what I mean, like cl- classic bro syndrome, oh, I'm good, I'm good, bro. No, I don't, I don't need anybody in my life, you know, like, I don't even need a bro at the gym because I'm a lift, I'm gonna get big, I'm by myself, we're fine. Like no one has to know what I'm walking through. But the reality is, is that even at the beginning when God created Adam in the garden, see Adam, there was no sin in the world. God formed Adam literally from the dirt, breathed life into them. Adam had perfect relationship with God, like literally was talking to him face to face. Like can't even imagine that. And do you know what God says? He says it's not good for man to be alone. Man, I wanna tell somebody, encourage somebody, no matter how good you feel like you're doing, we can't do this life alone. We just can't. We just can't do this life alone. We, we can't have this loner syndrome that we're just gonna keep just trying to take care of it all by ourselves. Because what I found is that when we are known through connection, that we have to be willing to get known with somebody. We have to be willing to get vulnerable with somebody. And that's why, like shameless plug here, is group week, Group week at My City Church, come on. What's groups, you might ask? Groups is about real people, real talk, real relationships. It's that simple. But what I find is so often, we we know we wanna have connection, and we we think we wanna be known, but we're too scared to actually let people in. So we we have all of these parts of our lives that we're like, I need to connect with somebody, I know I do the mountaintops and the valleys. That's what I, that's what I call connection for me. That's, that's how I describe it. As I go, oh man, like I'm walking through this in my life and me and my wife, we had a miscarriage and like, but I don't wanna talk to anybody about it. Cause it's just really hard. Like, and it's just, it's just, it's too much for me to wanna process. So I'll just hold that in. And you know, honestly, like t- finances have been crazy and like we've been fighting, but like I don't want anybody to know about that. And like, honestly, like my wife, like she's crazy. Oh, she's crazy, Um, beautiful. and But I'm an idiot, so. Um, She's not here, so I can't even, like, you know. Um, But we find all these pieces in our lives that we, we start piling them up in our arms, realizing that these were actually meant to be shared. It's really hard to build a relationship if you're not adding to it, if you're not actually giving the very pieces to it. But there's some of you in this room, you, like, let this stuff boil up. You know what I mean? Like, you're just grabbing all the blocks in your life, and you meet somebody for the first time, and you just let it all out. Like, you're just, like, hey, like, how are you? It's like, how are you doing? Oh, man, you know, like, life's just crazy. And I'm like, my name's Clyde, by the way. It's nice to meet you. Oh, I need those. No, I need those. I need, I need those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't build the tower of Pisa without all the blocks. But we find ourselves throwing ourselves at people because we're desperate for connection. Or we do the opposite, where we just hold it all to ourselves. We, we run this risk of extremes where we give all of ourselves or none of ourselves. But what I found is that there's a healthy way, there's the right time, there's, there's, this is a process that should be done, transparency, vulnerability. I don't share everything with everybody, but I have very close people to my life that know everything. Because what I found is when you're fully known, you feel fully loved. Like, because if, you, if, you're not fully, if you're not fully known, if you don't have somebody that knows all the parts of you, when people go to love you, do you know what your response is? Or this is my response, I'll tell you this. Before I started letting people into my life, I kept finding myself going, people going like, bro, you're amazing. Like, dude, I just love you. You're such a great friend. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you only know like 80% of me. People are like, bro, you're just like you just you're just such a great man of God. Like, you know what I mean like you just you just love God, you build the church, like it's just so cool and you're like, Yeah, but you don't, nobody knows a sin in my life. Like, you know, like you're just such a good husband. I'm like, yeah, but like you don't know me and Rachel Fight a lot. Because we don't have somebody that actually knows us. And that's why I think it's so important that we have people in our world in our life that we trust enough, that we walk the journey enough to go, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you into my life. You're gonna know the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups, the downs. And I think it's so powerful that James even tells us how to do this. He says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I can feel it, I I can feel it when I read that verse, when I go, confess your sins. And I'm like, ugh, the bad stuff? I like sharing the good stuff, but sharing the bad stuff? Sharing when I've fallen short? And I wanna encourage everyone in this room, if you don't have people in your life, that when life hits the fan, that you go, hey, no, no, no. Hey. Hey, hey, Pastor Casey, it doesn't have to be a pastor, but hey, hey, Case, hey, bro, I did it again. Like, bro, I've been struggling. I've been yelling at my wife. Bro, I was on the internet late at night again, stumbling. Girls, do you have somebody in your world, in your life, that you can call up, hey, I've been gossiping again. I don't know why, but every single time something good happens to somebody, all I wanna do is tear them down. I did, I did it again that we have somebody that we're close enough with to be able to confess our sins, to be able to share the journeys. But not just that, but share the good parts too. Like that's the fun, that's the joy of relationship is to be able to share the good too, We're like, Sometimes I have some friends where I'm like, What? Good things happen in your life. Can you just tell me? You only call me when you're walking through the valley. And I don't mind that because you always call me. But like, I want to know when you're winning too. And it's not boasting. It's not prideful. It's because I want to celebrate when you're winning. I want to celebrate you when you're down. I want to celebrate you when you're running because I want to share my life the same way. It's powerful. It's healthy. It's built on love. What I found is that we communicate, we have communication. And we start to connect. And this, this, this next part of connection, I think, is something that God really gave humanity is this word intimacy. And uh, for all the single people in the room, or guys too, you hear intimacy and you go like, oh, sex. <laughs> right? Or am, I only, am I the only person that thought that? <laughs> Do, uh, yeah, actually, I need help on that. Don't make me feel <laughs> alone. Anybody else, you think intimacy and you immediately go sex? Okay, thank God. I thought I was worried. I have to talk to myself. Thank you. But what I found is that in the midst of this connection, we, we all actually have a part of us that should be intimate. And I don't mean sexually, because like that isn't for every part of our lives. Like I, I shouldn't be, yeah, anyways. We'll just stop there. There's right and wrong, okay? We'll stop there. But what I found is that there's always a layer of intimacy and vulnerability that we all desperately need in our relationships. A a deep level of connection is what intimacy says. It's a a deep level of connection. Do you have that in your life? Do you have that in your marriage? Do you have that with brothers and sisters around you? But what I found is, honestly, married couples, I'm coming for you because God came after me on this one. But he said, Clyde, he said, intimacy was a gift from God for you to be able to love your wife. And uh, what I find so often is guys, we think intimacy, we think sex, and we go, I wanna have sex with my wife. It's a good thing. So I start to connect with her body. But really, I haven't connected with her heart yet. Like, guys, you wanna have a better sex life? Try connecting with her heart. Try, try connecting with her with love at the basis of what you're building. Because from personal experience, that's not, that's not loving my wife for me to just get what I, try to obtain what I can get. So I'm just, I'm just trying to obtain intimacy. I'm just trying to have Rachel fill my bucket. I'm just looking for every relation around me to fill me up. But, but no, that intimacy was actually meant to be able to serve and to be able to build the relationships God gave us. But, but also, wives equally the same. I find that sometimes like I've seen wives look at sex like it should be rationed. Like we're like, there's just not enough sex to go around so we'll just give a little bit when I have to. God gave, us the, God gave us the gift of intimacy, of sex in our marriage to be able to serve and to be able to love. But I found that if we're only like just trying to give just what we need, it's actually really hard to build on. But when we do it the right way, when we connect with our hearts, when we connect physically, when we give of ourselves, it naturally leads to this third part of what I think is actually one of the most overlooked and most powerful aspects within Relationships, and it's this word servanthood. It's this word servanthood. Because I found so often in relationships, we have this upside down paradigm of what we think relationships were for. That naturally we think this relationship's for me. To get. But Acts has this beautiful scripture in Acts 20. It says, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, We must help the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself. He said it is more blessed to give than receive. And I think that this is a a powerful question to ask and take home with us when we're going to meet with friends or when we're at our date night with our spouse or when we're getting ready to hang out with somebody. We ask, is my response to give or to take? And that's that's a hard question because to be, if I'm being really honest, like I usually want both. Like I'm, real, I, like, I'm selfish, if I'm being honest. Like, I want both of I'm like, yeah, no, like, I'll encourage him. But, like, honestly, what I'm really looking for is, like, a little bit of love and, like, you know, if I can go get coffee with so-and-so, like, you know, um, you know, I, yeah, Tyler, he's an encouraging guy. Like, hopefully he just, like, helps encourage me a little bit. And, uh, you know, I've been tired and frustrated. So, you know, maybe if I can just get my wife to, like, take care of Liam and, like, he'll go to bed on time sometime. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna go out. And, uh, you know, I probably should hang out with one of my bros, because it's been a while, but uh, I don't want to hang out with Johnny, because like, he just sucks the life out of me, so I'm definitely not going to do that, I'm just only going to hang out with the people that like, fill me up, and we keep finding ourselves like, taking pieces and pieces out of the relationship, because what we're ultimately trying to do is to get, but but what did we just see in that scripture? It said, it's better to give than to receive, it's better to serve, it's better to put blocks down and to give of ourselves. It's, it's better for me not to look for the things that I can gain, but for what I can give. There's relationships that we get sometimes that we're supposed to have that's not for ourselves, it's for the other person. There's, there's friends in our lives that you're supposed to text, even though you don't want to. There's there's people in our world that we go, oh, it's really hard to do this. Because if I'm being really honest, all I want to do is that. But there's something powerful when we start to get a hold of that. To give up ourselves. What I found is when it comes to relationships and doing them God's way found that serving is our honor. It's an honor to serve the relationships around me. It's an honor to serve my wife. It's an honor to go open the door for her. It's an honor to make her feel special. No, no, it's it's an honor to go buy her flowers on the middle of my afternoon when I wanna go get lunch for myself. It's an honor to give that to her. It's an honor to put Liam to bed when, when she doesn't want to. It's an honor to do the dishes. No, it's an honor to call a friend and let them know how much I love them, how much I'm thinking of them, how much I care about them. No, it's an honor to be able to encourage somebody and challenge them. It's an honor to be able to share my life and for you to share yours. And what I love about serving, this idea of giving, of building the relationship upon is that this was Jesus's model. Jesus came to serve. Philippians chapter two, verse three says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourself. the building up. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. This was his mindset. Who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God, something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Literally God with flesh on came to earth as a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. This was and is Jesus's model healthy, godly relationships, that our response to the to the people around us is to give, to serve, to love. That these are the building blocks that God has given us. And we can build them our own way. We'll find they come up empty. We can try to do things for our own selfish gain, but finding ourselves breaking down the tower the relationship that God's trying to give us to build. We find ourselves communicating not for their gain, but for our own gain. I'm gonna reach out so I feel better. But what's powerful is that when we do it this way, these are some of the best relationships that I have. And it's not always easy, but man, it's so full. It's so enjoyable. That when I start to do that, I I, I begin to see the love of God in the midst of that relationship. And I think it's so important, as I mentioned in the beginning, that the foundation of this table, the foundation of this relationship has to be built on love. And so I wanna reread one of our opening scriptures here. But I wanna keep reading because I think it's so important for us to get a hold of what God is actually trying to do in our relationships in the relationships that he wants in our lives. And it's in John chapter 4, and he says, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And this is how God showed his love among us, that he sent his one and only son into the world, that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, he loved you, he loved me. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. We ought to love one another. That every relationship we have, it's built on this foundation of love. It's built on this foundation of God. But I think that this brings me to what I believe is the most important question to ask today. We've asked a lot of them, right? Are you married or not? How many kids do you have? No. We've asked all of these questions. Does my language produce love? These are all great questions. I think it's so powerful to take home. Hopefully, I hope the next time you get into a fight, like you're thinking of these questions, you're gonna, no, stop, slow down. These are all great practical handles. But I felt like God telling me, said, Clyde, there's one question that matters more. There's one relationship that matters more than all the rest. Your marriage, I love it. Your friendships, they're great. People that are dating, that's amazing. But there's one relationship that trumps all the rest and it's your relationship with God. And today, if everybody wants to stand to their feet, we're closing. But today, we have an opportunity to respond to the person of love, and his name's Jesus. And as we already read in 1 John, we understand that this is how we know what love is, that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come down to earth. He put skin on to be able to walk amongst man, that he had brothers in his life, his disciples. They said, hey, we're gonna do the journey together and we're gonna figure it out. And we're gonna be frustrated sometimes, but hey, we're gonna keep running towards the same things. We're gonna keep building towards what God's doing. And at the end of all of it, Jesus knew that his final purpose was to bridge the gap for humanity, for you and for me to be able to die upon a cross for our sins. It says that he was the atoning sacrifice to be able to pay a price that you, that I couldn't pay, no matter how hard we tried, no matter how good we get in relationships, it'll never fill the void that God actually put inside of you and me that should be the size of God and only he can feel it. And so right now, I'm gonna ask everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. And I wanna give just a simple opportunity for you to respond to the person of Jesus, to be able to respond to the love that he's already sent your way. The question is, will we say yes to it? Will you say yes? It's that that simple, it's that beautiful. Will you say yes to the person of Jesus to be the Lord of your life? And so on the count of three, I believe there's people that feel something in their heart that's tugging at them, that you've been going like, "Ah, I just, I don't know if that's supposed to be me. I wanna encourage you, it's you. God came for you today, God came for me, like that in one service, I felt the presence of God show up and I go, I have to respond. And so on the count of three, if that's you, raise your hand high enough and long enough, because I wanna be able to see you, I wanna be able to pray with you. On the count of three, one, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another day, it's not promised. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Number two, don't worry about your friends around you. It won't be there when it matters most. And three, if that's you, raise your hand right now. If you want to start a relationship with Jesus, I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Come on. I see that hand. Thank you so much for listening today. And we want to give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.